Dun Sun Talk number 45. Dun Sun Talk number 45. Thank you for your listen. We appreciate that. And we're just going to get right into it. This episode is about The Last Black Man in San Francisco, a film directed by Joe Talbot. Um, let me give you a brief story before that story. So I saw maybe an I think I saw the interview on Sway Universe. Uh, they interviewed Joe Talbert and the star of the movie, Jimmy Fails, which his name in the film is Jimmy Fails. It's, it's about his story, but I'm going to get into that. So I check it out, and now I'm intrigued because, you know, they're doing the promo run for the movie. Actually, I was late because the film... I want to say it can't. I mean, this interview was done in June. Um, I saw the film in, I would say July. Yeah, I would say July, July. And so, I was late when they when the film was first coming out. I was late to it. But what I really thought was amazing was what the film was talking about. And you know, Sway does great interviews. And what they're talking about in this film, you know, it intrigued me to go see the film. I saw the film. The film was solid. The film was good. I think it, it definitely brings about a conversation that's happening more and more and more with the cost of living being so high. Um, you know, I think, and, you know, I talk in tangent, and I just, my brain just goes everywhere. Um, I do think that that, this film is talking about an issue that I think in the next 10 years is going to be a, a serious problem. I think that you can't kind of, you know, you can't kind of, you know, throw a ball into the dark and hope that it hits a wall. I think people being able to live, people being able to feed themselves, um, I think that's going to be something that you can't just kind of sort of, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You, you're going to have to, you're going to have to use some type of strategy because this film to me, I'm going to get into it. I'm really going off the, going off the script, but this film to me talks a lot about power and how like it's not a popular thing to say but like when you don't have the means when you don't have the resources and a lot of times the people that are trying to fight these situations this this movie talks you know a lot about gentrification and when you have a situation like that I think the toughest part is that the victims or the people that are on the other side not the people purchasing the property but the people losing the property are not in a position to defend themselves. And they lose the property because they don't have the money to pay the taxes. They lose the property, you know, mainly financially. Or, you know, you have people that sell the property because they don't know. They don't know that their property will be worth something that it's worth something. Real estate is undefeated. That's a little gem for today, for today's podcast. 
Real estate is undefeated. And here's another gem. I think you can, I think you always have to think about in whatever area you live in, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, just think about at some point, you know I mean, you can rent forever. That's cool too. But at some point buying real estate has to be on your mind because that's the game that you're in. Whether you play it or not is your own, you know, whatever you want to do. But that's the game that you're in. You're playing it whether you know you're playing it or not. And I think this film plays a very good, well, it shows the play that happens not just in San Francisco. It happened in the Bronx. I saw a documentary about that where they talk about redlining and talk about not allowing minorities to get into these neighborhoods because the play, drop a gem, a repeat gem, play is always real estate look at the real estate look at the real estate and when you look at the real estate you will see what's happening before it happens so this film is about a guy called jimmy fails um oh another piece they started uh you know getting money for this film they started uh fundraising for this film the goal was fifty thousand on uh on one of these fundraising apps, fundraising, you know, you know, fundraising. So, lost the word. Um, the goal was fifty thousand, and they got old, a little over seventy-five thousand for this film. So that's great. That's a dope thing. I had that on my list. So I wanted to say that because a lot of times people wonder, how do you put out a film like this, independent? How do you just start? Obviously, the work has to be done. But another thing that can be done, GoFundMe, that's what I was trying to say. Um, You got to get out there and fundraise to get the money to put the film together. And they did. Uh, This film is about a guy named Jimmy Fails, which is playing on the lead character's real name, Jimmy Fails. And the story is about Jimmy trying to get his grandfather's house back after new owners lose the home. His family lost the house, I believe, the taxes. That's what I'm going to give it to you. More than like most people, they lose the taxes. You can lose it by... I don't know if San Francisco does this, but I know in in Baltimore, uh, you can lose your house through water bills. Like I think they've changed it now. There was a time where a lot of people lost their homes because they couldn't pay the water bill. That, you know, we're talking about means, resources. These are the things that, I don't care where you go, can be an issue. So, uh, he goes back trying to buy his, you know, well, he finds out after, like, he goes back to the house and he paints it and he, you know, there are people that live in the home. They chase him off. He goes back and just, you know, sneaks in the home and just does different things because he has an affinity for this home because all his life he was told that his father built this home with his bare hands, uh, that he was the first black man on that block, Um, you know, first black man in San Francisco, San Francisco, which kind of plays on that title. And so... It's very, it's, it's much, it's about gentrification, 
It's definitely about um, different politics that play in the hood. And I, I got the most about, the most thing, the biggest thing that I got from this film was really about resources and how when you don't have them, you really don't have the ability to do what you want to do. Like, if you don't have the money to save your home, and, and this happened with Jimmy, he kind of, you see him hopeless. You see him reaching out for somebody to help him. And he he can't do anything. And while this guy kind of looks at him and, and, and is just taking advantage of the fact that he knows that you can't do anything. Uh, a part of the film that I thought was very interesting was that after the family that uh, bought his home, his grandfather's home, after they lose the home, he figures that out, he finds that out, and then he takes all the furniture that they once had in that home, the family, you know, what his grandfather had. And he puts it back in the film, and he basically squats in the film, because, I mean, son squats in the film. He basically squats in the home, because, you know, there was, you know, this in-between period where it hasn't been sold, they've left, so the house is empty. And he takes advantage of that. And you see him really, like, it's kind of sad that you see him, this is what he really wants. And he's living it. But in real life, that's not the situation. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the film. I really want you to go see it. Because I think you see many different perspectives, many different angles. Because you also see the perspective of the person that's buying it. And they're just buying a home. And I saw a radio show where they're like, you know, um, actually, the Sway interview where Jimmy says, you know, you have to respect the area that you come into. And I live by that, right? I live by, like, you should go to an area and you should respect that area. But the reality is, what, like, when we're dealing with, I bought the home. I don't have to respect the area in, in the way that you want me to respect it. That's another perspective. Like, yeah, this neighborhood may have jazz jams. This may be the way this neighborhood does it. But these people got to stay here to 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 make that so. Like, if they lose their homes or if other people come into that neighborhood, do I think that they should change the culture of the neighborhood? No. But if you're not there to, to, to defend it, it kind of like... What can you do about it? And you gotta, you gotta understand. If I'm coming into your neighborhood and I don't know anything about it, and maybe I'm not open to wanting, wanting to learn, that's my choice. I don't have to learn about it, and I do. I, I, I empathize with the people that feel that you should, but I don't think that you have to. You may just want to live in your neighborhood, mind your business, pay your bills, and go about your way. Like, you don't have to be that person. Um, I understand what he's talking about, Jimmy, when it comes to you should uh, want to learn about those things. Because I I once lived in a neighborhood where that there were things that were, whether it was the snowball stand, whether it was uh, playing ball in the street, uh, we used to go, we used to have a, a summer trip every summer, like the Six Flags or something like that. And they would have permission slips that would be on your door and stuff, like just the ways that this neighborhood operates. But what I have found 
And, and what I've been told, actually, a couple days ago, I have a friend, and his people live in a neighborhood that's being gentrified. Mind you, it's crazy. His parents paid this stupid low price for the house. The house is worth, I'm not going to put the business out there like that, but the house is worth a lot of money. And so, when even his parents are looking at, at new neighbors and the way that they move, they may not know, like, hey, you know, um, um, Sister Agnes, I love saying that name. Sister Agnes, that's just a funny name. Shouts out to all the Agneses out there. Uh, <laughs> Sister Agnes always parks in front of her home. Sister Agnes goes to church. You might just rode your bike or you might do whatever. New neighbor. And you park right, right where Sister Agnes. Everybody knows that that's what we've all agreed that we do for Sister Agnes. But you come in like, I don't care about that park. Mind you, there's no law to say that that's what I have to do. It's just something that you do as a good neighbor. You know, it's something that I feel, in like my opinion, I feel that you should learn the ways of your neighborhood and learn the, the ins and outs of it so you can be a part of it. But I just went on a tangent that I don't think you have to. I think sometimes you hear people say you have to. I don't think you have to, but that's just my opinion. Um... So the film is just uh, giving you a story about a guy that's trying to save his grandfather's home, which his grandfather built. And I'm using quotation marks. See the film, and you'll understand why I'm you know, putting those little quotation marks. And uh, what can I say? I thought the film was good. I thought it touched on a lot of things that are going on in um, cities all across the world. I mean, I'm telling you, all across all cities, probably, probably, but in this situation, cities all across the nation of the United States. I think it's a real estate game, man. I think that, you know, E40 was on an uh, interview with uh, Breakfast Club, and he said this also on uh, Hot 9. And he said... You know, buy you a piece of land. You know, buy you a piece of land, man. Because the reality is, that is what it is. You know, and with rent going as high as rent is high, you know, you kind of got to think five years, ten years down the line. And if you don't, you don't have to. I have friends... I have homies that I know for a fact don't give a crap about none of that. But just a bit of advice. You know, I don't know why that's on my heart to say, but, you know, I just feel like I need to put that out there into the world. This film, it's sad, but it's very informative. And it's and it's entertaining. I, I was entertained. So I, I think it's a go see. Go see it. If nothing else, you'll be educated on some of what's happening with neighborhoods where the house was like 20000 and then now because of, you know, just buying up all these different houses and renovating all of them, now the house is like four thirty-five. 
almost a half a million dollars in real estate. And then like five, six years prior, it was like a house, you could get a house for $30,000. And I think the most, the, the suckiest part about it is the residents are victims of not having resources or means to stop anything. You're trying to survive. And he, Jimmy was trying to survive. Actually, Jimmy was homeless, living with a friend. So he didn't really have, you know, yes, he wanted to save his grandfather's house, but what swords, what weapons did he have to stop that? Like, what weapons did he have to go about getting the home back? And that's what I thought made the film very interesting. Thank you for your listen. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, taking out time in your day to listen. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Um, I like this topic so much that um, we're going to do, this is a part one, we're going to do a part two to it. I haven't decided if it's going to be another podcast or um, a visual, because I really want to get into this thing of real estate and just what's happening, and and in light of the news um, and just everything that's going on, I think it's important to really kind of lock in on this particular topic. So, I don't know if it'll be exactly on the movie. It might touch on the movie, but I really want to talk about um, ways that we can improve. I'm a person... I feel like we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? No person got where they got today on their own. You need help. As I sip my coffee. You need help. And if there's one thing I could tell kids, you know, and I'm still a young person myself. But if I could give a gym, I would say, you know, you know, don't be so against getting help. You know, I think when I was younger, I really believed, you know, being self-made, self-made. I'm self-made. I'm self-made. I did it all on my own. And that's the biggest lie that's been told in life. It's a lie. No one, I don't care who they are, I don't care what they say, got here because it was just them on the road by themselves and they made it to to the destination Everybody got help. Some got a lot. Some got a little. Some got a medium amount, but people get help. And going back to that film, if his parents never lost that home, let's say he paid 30000 for If they kept that home, that's a half a million. You could go and get some of the money from that home, from a bank, and go and buy some other houses or do whatever you want to do. So I think it's a marathon. I think that, you know, no one got here by themselves. And I think kids need to learn that, you know, it's cool to accept help, you know, from people that love you, from people that support you. 
It's cool to accept help. Everybody needs help. Um, that pride that I had at one time where it's like, I don't want no help from nobody. I think as I get older, that pride is not necessarily, I mean, I still am a prideful person, but I, I try to use my intelligence and, and mix that in with my pride. Pride's important, but you have to be intelligent and strategic about how you make your moves and what moves you make. And so I feel like this topic of gentrification, this topic of, you know, real estate, whether you want to own it, don't want to own it, it doesn't really matter. It's what you want to do. But I think it's important that people have a little information. And uh, I want to, you know, just kind of touch on that topic a little bit more. Because I think, you know, and I'm going to go on another little tangent before I end this podcast. I'm going to connect to the help thing, right? And when I say help, I'm talking about your circle, your tribe, the people that you rock with, the people that love you, people that support you. When it comes to... I feel like us as African-Americans or minorities in general that are trying to improve, grow, trying to get a piece. Maybe you don't want the whole piece. Maybe you just want a slice, a small slice of pizza. In that instance, I think looking for help, I think you got to help yourself. So, yes, get help from your tribe. But in some of these situations in which there's an obvious play being played and you look around and your neighborhood may suck, schools suck, trash in the streets. And this has been something I've been thinking about for a minute. And I don't know if there's really an answer. Like on some level, capitalism is all about kind of Darwinism. I'm getting real into the weeds today. Only the strong will survive. I'm more of a person that feels like that is true, but it is also true that Help your fellow person, help your people, help anybody that needs help. Try to help them. It don't always have to be monetary. Sometimes it can just be listening to someone. Um, Sometimes giving a little bit of game, you know, just a different perspective. Um, But I think I... If I ask for help, it's a real ask. You know, know that I try myself, try my best to do it myself in certain situations. So if I'm asking for help, it's a real thing. But I also feel that let's talk about the the hood. You know, and I I um. 
I grew up in an area where, you know, grew up on the west side. Um, I grew up in an area, west side people, to be exact. My generation might have been the, I guess you would say, I guess, yeah, I guess you could say my generation was the last generation before it just fell to pieces. And I was growing up, we had, a, on my block, well, really the whole neighborhood, we had a neighborhood association. We had people that cared about their neighborhood. We, there was a pride that we had being from where we were from, the street that we were on. There was a pride that we had. And as I've gotten older, I have seen that pride be lost. And it's not all the kids' fault. There's a dropping of the ball that happened long before all of us, but definitely in that, in the 90s, there was a dropping of the ball when it came to, like, information and when it came to, like, passing the baton. And I think today's situations are really a, a reflection of dropping the ball. And... In those particular situations, I feel that we have to uh, we have to fix them ourselves, and it starts with me. It starts with people who grew up in some of these areas. It starts with us. It, you know, I saw this documentary. Funny enough, going back to the documentary around, uh, it was at the Maryland Film Festival. Uh, I'm not even going to chew up the title. I'm not even going to slice up the title. But it was about in the Bronx when there was redlining and people had to live in these um, these uh, these apartments that were being set on fire. There was like a summer of arson. They later found out that cats were trying to, you know, collect insurance money, all types of just ridiculous underhanded type of stuff. And the people were just in the middle of it, couldn't do anything about it. They just kind of have to, you know, move around the fact that arson and, you know, these things were happening to the neighborhood. And uh, I forgot what I was going to, you know, what I was going to, you know, I forgot what I was trying to say. But let me go back to, like, some of what my growing up was and just the dropping of the ball. That boarded up home should be adopted by one person in that neighborhood or in the next block up or whatever. Somebody in that community needs to adopt that house. Because I remember when there was no boarded up home. And I think someone fixing that home. Now, I'm talking about someone who has means. This goes back to what I just said before, like means, resources. This film talks about it, but in real life, you're seeing it. When you don't have the means, you don't have the resources, you kind of don't have any power to do anything and to affect anything. It's easy to say, hey, man, fix something. Fix this house up. 
But if you don't, I I know for a fact, I know a little bit about construction stuff. Like, you know, I know a little bit about the cost to renovate a house, especially when the guts are just, you really got to almost rip it down to a shell. If you barely feeding yourself, how are you going to do that? This is what that film was talking about. This is what is going on today in hoods, not just in Baltimore, hoods everywhere, neighborhoods everywhere, the forgotten cities. And so I just want to put that on your mind. I'm going way over my time. It start. You got to fix it yourself. You can't look for help in that particular situation. You have to um, take it, take it one step at a time. And I think, you know, whoever in that neighborhood or community that has a little bit more, you got to adopt a house and you got to fix it. Fix it before it gets wrecked. A whole development gets built and you get kicked out of there. Just saying. It's so easy. Like, I'm not going to get that deep, deep, because I didn't already went too deep with a lot of all of it. But, listen, man, I'm going to drop another gem. I ain't going to drop that gem. I, but I'll drop this gem. Real estate is undefeated. Know that. I don't care if you're on the East Coast, West Coast, South, Midwest. Real estate is undefeated. Now, granted... It has to be a place that people want to go. Look at certain things, you know, looking at certain variables. But it has to be a place that people want to go. But generally speaking, if it's a place that people want to go, people like cities. People will always, to the end of time, like cities. Real estate is undefeated. I'm going to leave you with that. So don't. Sometimes you got to see something and listen to it, listen to what's going on, but then see what, why, what, what does that mean? Ask the, ask why, ask what, ask how, ask those questions because just know Uncle Dunn's son told you real estate is undefeated and it will always be the, 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 uh, huh, the thermometer to what is going on it will always check the heat of what's going on the temperature of what's going on look at the real estate and then you will know everything you need to know all right i could talk about that all day every day um follow me done son numeral one on twitter follow me on ig i never i never talk about my ig like my ig is dope um uh check me out done son D-U-N-N-S-U-N-N on IG. And uh, let me know what you think about this topic, okay? Um, That's it. Peace. Stay good out there. Stay safe out there. One.